Steve. Ah, oh, my performance anxiety. Gregor. Oh my god. And Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective, episode six, Twisting Needles, with Steve Otto Connor. And Greg, Big Raw Ringley. Hey. And Gregor, Absolute McGrath. How's it going? So, guys, this is our sixth episode. It's amazing how time flies. I want to say thank you to all the listeners. We really appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. It's awesome. We've, uh, I keep getting those stats uh, popping up in my, in my little notification list. I love seeing it. Yeah, it's Super pretty cool. cool. There's like what five guys listening to us. We did have yeah. to pay them. six by now. Six. Yeah, maybe six. Yeah, maybe we, six. We did have to pay yeah, them. I see either. six followers, so I mean, we are six moving up in the world. Moving six up. Six followers. We're doing good. Six episode six. Hey, Sad thing right. is, it's our three wives and our kids. Right. <laughs> we got more right. kids than that, so since hey, our hey, kids hey, aren't hey, following hey. us, you're not you're not supposed to tell everybody. <laughs> I let the cat out of the bag. Yes, you did. Speaking of cats let out of the bag, we got. A new podcast, or not a new, an old podcast back? Yeah, RC Heli Nation is back. They have done two podcasts so far. Um, I've not got to listen to the second one. I did listen to the first one. It was nice to hear uh, Dan's voice. I don't know that I recall, uh, was it Randy? I'm totally forgetting the name, and I don't have it pulled up. Um, and then we, I think we've all heard of Nick Wisdom and seen some of his awesome videos. Yeah. So, so far, it sounds great. Uh, I also wanted to listen to the whole Angelo edition that is out on episode two. It'll be interesting to see what he has to say um, with all the posts and stuff that have been flying around. But so far, the podcast is great, and they're 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 bringing it back in full swing, is what I hear. Always great to have a new way. podcast on the horizon. Absolutely, Definitely. I've got a lot Absolutely. of great memories of the RC Heli Nation. Uh, I remember being up in Snohomish, Washington, and they had a trailer set up and and had myself and. Matt Bodos, uh, Tim Jones, uh, Todd Bennett, and we all we all did a podcast, and it was it was amazing the the, the way those guys had uh, had their setup and all that it was it was surreal. So I mean, they're Super much cool. more professional than the three of us with like nine dollar Amazon microphones and three dollar cameras and <laughs> nine dollars. You overpaid, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I pulled mine out of the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to good to see them back, and and uh, yeah, look forward to listening. Excellent. And then we're all well. Two of the three of us are back from a trip across the country. Lucky. I know that was a blast, <laughs> wasn't it, Stevo? It was a complete blast. I want to um, hear about it. Come on. Well, I spent the week out there. I think Greg spent the week out there. Yeah, we hit there. We left Sunday morning. And got there Monday afternoon, drove from Phoenix straight into Muncie. The cool thing is that every gas station, myself, Donnie Pesci, and Mike Weatherly, took turns flying a Logo 200 and filmed it. So <laughs> That's awesome. Donnie has got little snippets of the trip. We're going to do a Road to Urcha video with us flying. And you know, I'm not going to tell you who crashed the Logo 200 on the first time he flew it, but it wasn't me or Donnie. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's great. awesome! But that poor thing made it all the way to Indiana. You know, I and would we got, love to see that montage. And we got rained out a couple days. It was humid and rainy early, but you know, by the time Urchis started that Thursday, it was beautiful weather the rest of the weekend, wasn't it? I think it was absolutely perfect weather. Honestly, it was phenomenal. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, you kind of got stuck next to me. Unbeknownst to you, uh, we end up pitting next to not pitting next to each other, but actually our campers were next to each other, and they just happened to be dropped in the same spot. That was perfect. So, uh, yeah, go over and bug you whenever I want. That's right. No, it was great because I think there was three hundred and I think thirty-seven is what I heard, um, I think I which I think range. was more more than the year before, uh, which is good. And to me, it was just the right amount of people to sit there and hang out. There was plenty of vendors. I think vendors were able to sell stuff. I think the power hours went well. Um, but there was enough time to get around and talk to people. I talked to people three and four times and Gregor, I know you've been at some of the huge ones. Um, mm -hmm. it was, it was big enough to be very enjoyable, but not so big to where you barely got to be like, Oh, look, there goes boom. And then you had to wave them. That's all you get to do with interaction. 
Yeah, you know, I actually got so to sit busy. down. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we helped several people with some of the hobbying speed controllers, which was really awesome. Um, helped people with several different things, actually. Uh, it was just nice to get out and, and hang out with everybody. I think it was a really good size event. I think it was ran very well. Uh, everything went very smoothly. Yeah. At, at least from my perspective. I don't know any back-end drama, but I know from my perspective, as a uh, person just sitting there enjoying it, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just, I mean, what I liked this year was the people that came from overseas. Um, Vincent was here from Eagle Drift. Um, Rasmus Jacobson was over from Denmark, right? Um, Young Ben Lee was here from China. Um, uh, You had people from Canada. You had people from, it was cool. Seen there was a Mikado pilot that was in that Mikado pilot. Was that I don't know who that was. From uh, Germany, he was right? from Germany. Yeah, who was it? It was neat seeing that people from international pilots starting yep. to show up again, you know, oh, that's and cool. the different styles. So they all had different styles when they yeah. sat there and did what was the one where they competed on Saturday night? Uh, the King one, of the Midnight Sun, Kit, no, 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 no. The other one, uh, where everybody competed. Um, you had Donnie competed in it, and uh, there was like 15 people. Nick, I think Nick Maxwell ended up winning it. The the different participants for the different... Oh, Battle uh, of the vendors. Brands. Battle of the Brands, that's what it is. Yeah, we had a lot of Battle of Brands pilots. I was I was honored to be spotted for Donnie. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like helping him. It's I appreciate the fact that Donnie lets me be part of his team. You know, <laughs> so no, it was a yeah. lot of fun. Um, the food was good. So that one guy comes every day and he makes some fantastic hamburgers. The guy that's right there, kind of by where we were pitted. Yep. You know. Um, so they, they have lots of vendors for food, or is it just did they have just one? Single... They had two three? for them, and then I thought three maybe total. Three yeah. maybe total. Yeah. So it was, it was plenty enough. You got some variety. They used to. There's this guy that would come out in this log cabin looking thing and he would sell like uh, buffalo ears or something like that. And uh, he, had, he had bison burgers, things oh. like that. And uh, yeah, it was really good. I really remember good. that, but I can't remember the name. And yeah. then there's a there was a barbecue place and I can't believe I forget it. It's my buddy's favorite place to go. It's actually down there in Anderson, but they, they came out with a trailer, but they did this year. Oh. Um, hmm. Yeah, they there's been lots of vendors for that kind of stuff. Remember, uh, for, I think it was a couple years in a row they did um, Outback Steakhouse catered like the main Urcha dinner. Wow, this but, was uh, the heat is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, I don't oh, know who brought the food in. I know a lot of the whirlybirds and stuff from my area volunteered to run the line. So yeah. that's cool. I'd like to get a chance to come out there uh, while it's still small. You know, I've had the opportunity to go out there when it was large, and I got to say it was. It, it, for somebody to experience that at least once, it just absolutely mind-boggling how many people uh, would show up to that in the past, you know, over a thousand pilots and things like that. But man, alive, it was just a brain cook. I mean, oh yeah, a couple days of just that and you're just, you had to pace yourself, you know, come Saturday, you know, you were just brain dead, you know. Well, but uh, what if I told you I could make your wish come true in 2023? I'd be there. <laughs> so I heard a rumor. It's a little more than a rumor. It is actually on Model Aircraft site. I know where uh, you're April going. April 12th through the 16th in right. Reedley, California, which is just outside of Fresno. Yeah. There is allegedly going to be a West Coast Urcha. There you go. I don't know if we have more details on it, but I know it's officially yeah. uh, a sanctioned event April 12th through the 16th. So that'll be totally interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know that I will be able to make it out there uh, because we'll have heli beaters in February, and I don't, I don't think I'll be making two trips to California. But yeah, I know a friend of mine, Eric Lacour. He's uh, he's the one that's going to be putting that on. Obviously, not by himself, but uh, and I know he's going to have his work cut out for him with that one. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how this works out. I mean, I, I think the concept to me personally is is really cool because. Uh, I have so many friends out here in the West Coast that um, long to go to Urcha, you know, and, and I think, you know, um, this is this is a, an opportunity for people that have just not 
been able to go that far, you know. But uh, I think some of what makes Urcha Urcha is the AMA field, right? And in its in its ginormity. Oh yeah, just what is it? Three hundred plus you know? acres. Yeah, just amazing, you know, soybeans or corn, just depending on what year, you know, and yeah. and all that good stuff. But uh, I, I also, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I always, I, I'm also curious to see how how it works out in terms of, you know, I know it's it can be uh, high dollar for um, vendors, you know, and with the gold, silver, you know, or the silver, gold, and platinum sponsorships and things like that. So I'm just curious to see how that how that all plans out, you know. Again, I, I don't not trying to be a mr downer but uh and i think they're legitimate questions you know yeah, just, it's a valid concern just, yeah yeah very very curious to see it i'm excited i'm on the west coast i'm excited about it um but but i have a lot of concerns too and and how that may affect you know um what's the name of that field gregor uh put you on the spot there huh uh, yeah you did <laughs> it uh, starts with a c um Oh, oh Google yeah, it, it's you know it's gonna. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna Google. <laughs> I was gonna Google it. it. It'll come to me after we've uh, you know passed this topic. Just blurt it out. <laughs> so the hope, yeah. my hope is that this West Coast, the Jamboree in the West, where they're gonna call it. Um, my hope is is that it will open up the opportunity for people who wouldn't travel, like you said. So maybe those of us that are willing to drive a twenty-five hour run to get there. There's people that probably can't do that. I can't afford it. Can't take the time off. So maybe this is a way to help bring that to the West Coast, where people just don't have access to it. So yeah, I don't know right. if you can really compare the two because they are two different things, right? So looking at it from that perspective probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it is the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the awesome thing. Pakefield yeah. is that what it is? Pakefield, or do they call it, it something else? Is it Pakefield? I've heard that. That's the name that sounds familiar. Well, I think that might be because it is an actual airfield as well. It is. Not it only is. do they fly out of there. No, it's actually, it, it I've is, been there one time. It's a beautiful field. It is Pegfield. Yeah, okay. it's in Ridley. Yeah, yeah, it is Pegfield. You're right. Perfect. It, it is. Especially yeah. if it's in April. I mean, it's going to be green out there, and the Sierra Nevada Mountains are right there. So you still have things to do. So if you want to bring the family and whatnot, you still can. You know, there so you, you can make it more than just a heli event. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did that with Urcha this year. I spent more time in Muncie this year than I ever have in my life. And uh, I could actually point out some very nice parts of Muncie. And not to be a downer, but I didn't know there was that many nice parts to it. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, well, there was, there was some other cool stuff that we saw at Urcha. I mean, they rolled out the 420 there, didn't they? That was yes, I had the opportunity to fly a 420, yours, and it was fantastic. Very impressive. Yeah. So now I don't have to be uh, so concerned. I also got notification that my 420 got, well, I say mine, Ken's. Ken's 420 <laughs> got shipped today that I get to build for him, and I'm actually going to hand over to him in Phoenix. Oh, nice. So I am super excited. Uh, it looks awesome. That's cool. I haven't what been excited you... about small birds, but I'm definitely excited about this one. Yeah, yeah I, I'm the same way. And to all the, all the guys giving me a hard time asking me when I'm going to sell it, uh, sell mine. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think you got screwed because <laughs> it, it, I can literally fly it like my bigger helicopters. I can hammer the tail as hard as I want to. It, it, it take, it, it literally takes the same inputs that my 700 does. In fact, I showed the guys at the airfield, uh, that my, my Kraken, it was holding better lines than my Kraken was when, when loading the disc, it was incredible. It, just absolutely incredible. It's I can nice enter an auto contest with it. You could enter on auto contest. The auto is great. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, I could totally set it down and, and auto. You wouldn't have a lot of hang time, but it, yeah. uh, it does everything pretty well. Yeah. I like it. it yeah. I'm, great. I'm loving flying mine and uh, I can't wait. It's, it's now one of the machines that goes to the field for me every weekend. Yeah. I, I, I like flying it at 28. I was flying it at 32. Um, I bumped it up even higher now, but the flight time, was compromised significantly, so twenty eight was where I was where I really enjoyed. Wow, it. I fly mine at twenty two and twenty four. Yeah, I oh, fly really? at twenty two and twenty four. And okay. then I think Bert just did a video, at like and 36. he was saying like twenty eight is the max. But did he say like at ninety percent of ESL, he's like thirty three hundred or something like that? I think Kyle Stacy's flying his around thirty six hundred or something or better. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but your flight time goes down considerably, yeah. you know. But that just shows the range. Yeah, 
2200 RPM. Kyle Stacy's flying, you know. Yeah. And the, that's all you oh, need. Oh yeah, that's all you need, man. That's all you need for the weekend. <laughs> that kind of adrenaline. Yeah, you, know? you can't hold your breath that long for that flight. <laughs> right. Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we've got a uh, super topic here. It's kind of been needling me the whole show. <laughs> We're covering oh, what now? You're a gas. You're a gas. Yeah, well, you know, it's just when you live a life on nitro, you know. Yeah. You know. Nitro life. Nitro. nitro. Yeah. Oh, I like that nitro life. Nitro life. Oh, that's a that's a t-shirt. That is a that t-shirt. Is a, that is a t-shirt. We've just come up with something. Done. All right, hold on. Uh, we gotta copyright that. Hereby copyrighted. Copyright. Please do not yep. use that without uh, getting written permission from Maximum Collective Podcast. All right. So. Hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Nitro Life. Nitro Life. <laughs> so, in continuation from our last, where we talked about Nitro Helicopters, we were going to talk this month about how we tune. And granted, there's everybody that flies Nitro will tell you how they tune, and there's their way is the only way. And mm-hmm. we recognize there's multiple ways of tuning, but this is more of a discussion on how the master himself tunes, that would be Gregor, and how those of us that can you know hover around dynamically how we try to tune and not blow them up. So more smoke is more power, right? Hey, it takes fuel to make power. And you're going to hear me say that a couple of times, probably. There you go. <laughs> but so. is peak power what you're looking for or, or do you want a consistent power? Right. Right. And I, and I think there's a lot of uh, controversy wrapped around that. I think a lot of people assume that, you know, you need to go lean, you know, making more power out of your engine you're trying to lean it out. And in my personal opinion, that that is not the truth. That is not where you want to go. You're going the wrong direction. And the engine's only going to make as much power as it's going to make, given the fuel that you're using and, and the size of the engine in itself, you know? So Well, theoretically, the engine just drinks fuel and turns that into energy. So if it doesn't have any food, it can't make energy. Just so like a, us. Yeah, right? so it's... You've got to get the right mixture of fuel and air, and that's kind of what we're struggling with here is how do you tune that needle to get the right fuel mixture so this thing can make power? Mm-hmm. You know? And you're right. right. People want more power. They just start turning that needle in, thinking that makes it better, and all they do is they end up buying a new motor. Right, right. So. Exactly. And and part of what we're going to cover here tonight is, you know, this this is going to work, this this kind of this process is going to work for single needles as well. And we're going to, you know, go over some of the things to look for. And then at the end, uh, because I know Greg knows, Steve knows, we all know that, you know, there people have different ways of approaching uh, what they would consider a perfectly tuned engine. Uh, They may or may not have. We're also going to add some links, uh, different links that we've found involving, you know, tim jones and a few other you know a few other um links to to people that are definitely solidified in the industry uh that know what they're doing just so you guys can you know we can share that with you so you can see other ways and some of those ways are consistent with how we do it as well so give you kind of a full plethora of of nitro guides here to to get you started the nice thing about the video links is it lets you hear an engine we're going to talk about what it sounds like, and Gregor's going to do his best to describe the sound of a motor. But the nice thing about those videos is you can actually hear them doing different things and hear what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's good. Yeah, I don't definitely. need to do sound effects here, right? Like, ying, 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 ying. you it's could none yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, we could. won't record that and use it against you later on. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So, a disclaimer here once again. Uh, this is this is how we do it. Um, I know there's going to be a bunch of people out there that are going to, oh, that's not how it's done. You know, th- this, this, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be arrogant or uh, any way, shape or form, but come see how my, my helicopters fly. They fly, they, they fly and they run great. Um, it, they're, yeah, they fly and they run great. Um, and yeah, it, it, and I am always open to learning how to do something different. I feel like the moment that, you know, one stops 
taking in advice from other people is the moment you stop learning. So, so please, you know, give us, give us your thoughts and, and, you know, post to our, uh, to our uh, maximum collective page. Facebook page. And, and we'd love to hear your ways because, you know, again, we're always looking for a, a different way of doing something, but or even uh, a, mm-hmm. additional tuning guides, like other yeah. Facebook links that helped you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole point of this is to, to help people grow. Right. So, yeah. Now, we've talked about motors. There's two different major brands on the market, YS and OS. And then they're all different sizes. The basic concept, I've heard people talk about, well, you tune an OS motor one way and you tune a YS motor a different way. This process mm-hmm. here is kind of what you do for every motor. It doesn't really matter which one, right? That is correct. Okay. That is correct. This, this is what I do for, for both YS and OS. And uh, there, there, some of this is... Um, so I will say that that uh, some of my notes here I have pulled in from uh, somebody. I won't give them their name because um, we we did ask for somebody to come on the show, um, but because of some backlash they had they had received. I'm just being honest here, because of some backlash they had received years ago. Um, you know, and this was this is a number of years ago. They vowed to to never do a podcast again just because there were so many people that that you know. Uh, again, you, you get people that well that's not how it's done and it's done this way you know so we've already gone over the disclaimer so i'm not going to get into that again but um some of this is is uh is um some of their input on on ys engines and and i've integrated you know some of what um what i do and i i run both one of the os 105s uh and the the ys engines that range between 91 96 and, and 120 and and I tune them all the same way, and I get phenomenal results with them. So again, I'm not I'm not a pro, I'm not a master at tuning, um, uh, you know. I'm I'm, but I personally feel confident in my tuning abilities, and would like to share some of what I've learned over the years uh, from people that have helped me, like Tim Jones, Mark Lattimore, um, Sam Gamo, you know, those 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 uh, so some of those guys that have been, um, you know, just great people in in my corner influential, and how in I, yeah, influential. there you go there you, there go. you go yeah so this is this is just Tuning some of, gods yeah this is some of what i've learned from all of them and what i've put together and you know it's great when we all get together uh to see us all on the same page with tuning and and helping people is just so fun you know because there's an art to it so anyway yeah all so right. we can get started so smoking smoking <laughs> like Cheech and Chong smoking? No, I like, feel like we need to insert like uh, what was the um, character that um, the comedian did, where it's like smoking. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Mask. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. <laughs> so. so we all know our age now. <laughs> you know how old that movie is, but anyway. <laughs> all right. So how much smoke to look for? A yep. lot. How much smoke to look for, and I think some of the topics we'll cover is how much smoke to look for, when to look for it, uh, sport tuning versus max power, um, and what to look for when you're when you're tuning the high, and the mid, and and the hover needle, you know, and and what are the what does that mean? What does the hover needle mean, and what does it do for you? I like to refer to that as the mixture control valve or mixture control lever. Um, and, and we'll go more into that, but, uh, yeah, so, all right. So are you the Greg that's going to be talking over this or is it me? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So you just mentioned the multiple needles. Um, I won't shut up. So I was trying to give you the platform. I'm I'm the idiot here. (laughs) So what is the single needle and what, what motor would I come across with a single needle and how would I maybe tune that? Cause I mean, I'm totally ignorant of it. Yeah, so the single needles you'll see on some of the smaller the smaller engines, like um, a thirty-seven maybe, like thirty-seven or a fifty-size engine, and uh, they'll you can tune those uh, similar to what we'll be describing, um, and and again you know depending on on the needle count that you have, you're still going to go about this similar uh, you know similarly with. Uh, especially with the high needle settings as we start getting into that, you know, so they'll be similar. So we'll, if we get into that then yeah, we should be able to cover you there. And, and if anyone has any questions, we'll keep an eye on that Facebook page and try to help you along with that. Y'all keep in mind, you know, this, this isn't going to come to you overnight, but, you know, have patience and, 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 you know, 
try to try to surround yourself by people you know that 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 are into nitro if you can if you have that ability that can help you along with it and, and kind of guide you again this is not going to be this isn't going to guarantee you success but it is going to help you know add it to your portfolio uh, for learning and uh yeah and hopefully we'll get you at least in the in the uh, ballpark of, of tuned and so. then obviously one of the things we always think about is you always go rich to lean right yes yes yeah, yeah. so we're going to start with full needle settings uh, another disclaimer if we're talking about the the y or the os 105 um you will notice in the manual that they're going to talk about you know turning the needles open two half turns open from the fully closed position or one full turn open from the fully closed position which they say it both ways which is one turn open from the fully closed position on both needles i 100 percent disagree with that and i recommend going at least two and a quarter to two and a half on both needles on the os 105 that is my personal opinion i think going one turn open is going to set you up for failure and it's going to make it very difficult to understand the difference between too rich and too lean you know it's going to give you a bigger window of safety so right. just my two cents and after the same thing yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so awesome well should we dive in let's roll so, all right so first I personally like to start with the <laughs> I personally like to start with the high needle. Um, so let's just say we're gonna we're gonna open it up. We'll call it whether it's a YS or a 105. We're gonna open it up, and uh, OS 105. We're gonna go two. We'll just say two and a half turns open from the fully closed, and whatever the YS manual says, right? So um, I personally like to start by uh, I, I go from idle to hover. And once I get it into a hover, I like to clean out the muffler. So I immediately will click into stunt one or stunt two or what is it? Bank two or bank three. And, um, and your I will, higher head speed bank though, right? Right. Your higher head speed bank. Exactly. Okay. And I will clean the, uh, the idle fuel and oil out of the pipe. You can do this by just doing a straight line, you know, from left to right, right to left. And now keep in mind, this is, you know, you could do that for, for me. What I like to do is I like to do a climb out and pull it into a loop and then come back, you know, come back to hover. And, um, but you can literally accomplish the same thing from doing a straight line from a hover and then just do a straight line and clean out the pipe real quick. Right. And then, so, yeah. so what mm -hmm. I'm hearing here is you can not only tune your motor, but also practice F3C. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what I just heard. Yeah, Sounds yeah, like multiple yeah. funds there. Yeah, yeah, you can practice for F3C. Yeah, that's that's a fact. And uh, and you will you will you will run through a tank, uh, you know, getting this tuned or more if you're you know beginning and learning. And and I I, I recommend people play with it a little bit. Don't be afraid to play with it. Um, but but you know, twist the needles. <laughs> if you could only see what Steve's doing on the screen right now. You could you could twist the needles and uh, and play with it a little bit. Don't go like a full turn or you know a whole lot, but you can you know I, I'm it's not uncommon for me to go half turn at a time to show people, you know half turn in or lean or half turn out is enriched to show people the 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 difference between start learning the, the difference engine, in the sound. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Hey, so mm -hmm. I would like to take a second to remind our audience we're trying to keep this PG, sir. Did I take it somewhere else? Oh, no, no, no. I totally twisted it. But anyway, <laughs> continue. Literally twisted Squirrel! Oh, no. Twisted anyway, that so, needle, baby. All right, so, so the so. reason you clean it out is because in a hover, if you're in a rich condition, you could load the motor, right? Too much fuel, it starts Correct. choking on its own. So Correct. by a hard climb out or a big power loop, what you're looking to do is literally get the thing opened up to where mm -hmm. it can stretch out and run a little bit and blow itself out, for lack of a better word, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so then after we've cleaned out the muffler, what I like to do is start by doing long climb outs or large loops. I personally like large loops. Steve, you've seen me do this a number of times. And, and what, <laughs> pure loops, what you want to look for is a white, thick, uh, consistent smoke during the maneuver. So when you're pulling a big loop, you're going to be paying attention to the sound of the engine. 
you want to pay attention to how it pulls through the sky and and you know you're you'll notice that you'll you'll hear if you're too rich you're going to hear you're going to the engine can bog the engine can not pull real consistently um if you're used to flying electric and electric only um then you know you you this might be hard for you because you're gonna you're gonna be so used to this electric helicopter pulling through whatever full collective and full elevator that it's not going to skip a beat right but with a nitro you you can't fly it like that you can't fly it like a light switch you know so so anyway pay attention pay pay close attention to how uh, to the sound of the engine and how it pulls through the sky uh, when you reach optimal performance, the engine will pull hard through the entire climb out or loop while maintaining consistent thick white smoke. Um, the engine now, should. Uh, Gregor, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. This loop we're flying is not mm -hmm. a gentle five eighths to three quarter collective loop. This is you need to get in. You need to get the motor to actually load and open up the throttle maximum body, right? Collective. Yes, yes, yes. So maximum. Yeah, yeah. push that yes. stick. Get yes. So here. you're. Yeah, you're going to you're going to want to be doing big loops. I'm going to say I don't know how big do you think the loops are typically that you see me do? They're what 2 200 feet. I was going to say 150 to 200 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah easily. But and this is a you can push some speed type. through and and really pay attention to right you need to that time because yeah. you're moving mm -hmm. at a fairly quick pace, so you need mm -hmm. to be a fairly not ginormous loop, but a fairly decent sized loop so you have enough time to focus on what you're looking for. Yes. And it's it's I love the way you're describing it because it makes it easier for somebody like me as yes. I think about having a two in the 50. Yes. No, that's awesome that you're you're picking this up because that's exactly what we're looking for here. And uh, so so if you after you've cleaned out the muffler and you're coming back and you're and you come around and you're starting to pull your loop, if you hear that engine load down and your smoke is still very thick you don't see any smoke dissipating or disappearing at all then you are definitely too rich now there are there are other things that can affect the engine to load up a lot of people like to use and we're going to use alex rose as an example so when we were tuning his engines it took me a couple fun flies literally a couple fun flies to to um i don't know if it was that much but it was quite a few times with alex I asked him how many, how much pitch does he run? And I, it was like 13 or 13 and a half, something like that. And I, 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 I highly recommend, and, and, and I promise you that you will actually make more power, more consistent power using less pitch on a nitro than you will staying with 13 degrees pitch. I, this is what I fly 13, 13 and a half. Your engine, your nitro will fly like junk it just will and um i like to fly with you know around 11 degrees i won't even once i start tuning my engine i will actually once i get the engine running pretty good and if i'm loading let's say i go full collective and i start pulling back elevator to do a big loop and i can see and hear that the engine is running good but it's starting to load i will bring my helicopter down i will i will lower the pitch range and then I will go out there and the helicopter will actually pull faster through the air than it will running a higher pitch range. And then you can add other things, uh, depending on your flybarless system that you have that can make your starts and your stops more crisp, right? Where you would usually use something like pitch to get those starts and the stops, you know? So, so, so keep that in mind when you're trying to tune the engine, you know, that, I never thought about and, and, tuning and, the fly bar for a nitro versus <laughs> tuning an electric. Those are, interesting points yeah and then yeah. i'm normally like a 14 i i don't put a pitch gauge on it till after i've tuned it i mm -hmm. tune it by flying it uh, yes. and i'm an electric low head speed guy so mm -hmm. it's interesting you said that because now I, when i do the velocity it'll be interesting to go through some of these things yeah play with it you'll you'll see and and alex through some of his maneuvers he was flying um, it was, you know, he was really struggling. I kept telling him, I was like, Alex, the engine's on tune, lower your pitch range. And he's like, uh, okay, but I really like 13. And then we started lowering his pitch range. And he's like, oh, wow, this is cool. And it wasn't loading up for a lot of the maneuvers. He would do but these. it's a lighter like, helicopter, right? You know, it's got a little bit less weight, but the nitro's got a little bit less weight. So, right, especially right. once the tank starts emptying out. 
Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so keep that in mind. So you can, uh, if you notice, like once you've, once you've got up, you know, and you start seeing, you know, Hey, I've got consistent smoke, the engine's still loading up. Um, um, you know, then, then you could potentially tune your fly bar less and, and get that running even better. But, but let's back up here. So, so, um, you know, when we're talking about doing big climb outs or loops, some of the other things you can, you can look for, you know, is, uh, you know, so the engine again, you want to hear it sound healthy not raspy if the engine starts to bog down and the smoke starts to dissipate now we know that and the smoke may turn brown too um that's a sign that you're lean okay and then backing up to um uh when you're pulling these big loops some of the things to look out for is you want to see a thick consistent fan but you want to hear that the engine isn't gurgling you want to hear a nice consistent pull and you will hear a hum like a deep hum from the engine uh, that you will not hear if the engine is too rich. That deep hum will then turn into a raspy sound if the engine is too lean, but you'll also see smoke disappearing. Another thing to note when the engine is rich is that there's the through the fan of the smoke, you will see what I like to refer to as streamers. And what that is is unburnt fuel blasting through the fan of the smoke. And those, and, and if you're, if you're still new, um, I, in the past, I used to have my, my spotter watch for those for me because I was so focused on the helicopter. I was afraid to look away, you know, and, and if you can see those streamers disrupting that nice fan then the engine's still too rich. Some people call me a streamer. Is that how the song goes? Yes. <laughs> so I, I didn't quite follow that. Um, my apologies. No, it's not you. Uh, I might not have been paying enough attention. I, uh, I have my friend Jim with me. Um, so Beam. anyway, Jim beam. Yes. Um, <laughs> actually this is Canadian Costco, but still I digress. Um, so the streamers hit that one more time for me. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so again, once you start, you've cleaned out the engine, from hover, you cleaned out the engine, you start pulling your loops uh, and you start, you, the engine's inherently gonna be rich because you've started with full rich needle settings and you start pulling loops, you will most, most 90% of the time you're gonna see unburnt fuel droplets or what I call streamers disrupting the, the pretty smoke fan. You're gonna see unburnt droplets flowing out and that's another sign that you're too rich. You'll most likely also hear the engine gurgling and you will not hear that deep hum from the engine either so you so some of the things to listen for there's a deep hum and some of the things to look for is the streamers and you can feel the helicopter not gurgling. quite pulling through the air not quite pulling through the air as clean as it should you know and a nicely tuned engine will pull clean through the air granted that your pitch range is not too extreme is well. that where it so kind of sounds like it's going to die? Like it's like, uh, yep. you can really hear it struggling. Oh yeah. Yeah. You will start to hear it load. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I said, if you don't have those fuel streamers and that engine's holding a really good consistency at the bottom of the loop. And then at, a, at about three o'clock and then at about, I'd say, uh, two, one, you know, two o'clock and one o'clock and then back up to like 12 o'clock straight up. It, that's where you're really going to hear the 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 elevator and the cyclic pitch start to pull down on that engine, you know. So in, in about that transition, you'll really start to hear it if the pitch is too extreme. So how many loops do you need to do before you start studying the smoke trail? I mean, I've heard people talk about you need to get some heat in the motor because you need to get mm -hmm. the motor at least up to temperature or yeah. – you can't tune the cold motor to do any good. I mean, what's the thought process there? Do you need to get like yeah. two or three loops or do you lift off, clean it, do one loop, land, turn a needle? Or do you got to yeah. get two or three or four? Yeah, loops? so that, that's a good question. I, I, I should have brought that up a little sooner. But yeah, you definitely want to get the engine warm, uh, a little bit warm and, and, you know, cleaning out the pipe and then doing some some loops, get, doing some consistent loops um, will start to get your engine warm. Uh, you can throw in a couple TikToks and things like that. The engine, the engine will run within, I'd say within a a, a minute of flight. You're going to have plenty of heat in that engine. Okay. 
you know, to, to start getting, you definitely, yeah, again, you definitely want that engine to, to start, uh, to start, you want it to make heat before you start tuning. Definitely. Right. So and give that, yourself a couple yeah. loops just to don't lift off and all of a sudden start turning needles. Give it a, give right. it a loop or two, just a couple, a couple 30, fly 40 around. seconds, fly it around a little bit just to get some heat into yeah. it. That way you can start making your tune. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. And, and another thing too is, um, you know, I've, I've gotten a buddy of mine. I sold him my black nitro and that OS 105 is going on. I think it's going on four years now on the same engine. And um, I mean, literally nothing, nothing's been done to it and it runs fantastic to this day. And uh, I don't, I don't technically break in my engines. I tune, I, st I start tuning them to, and I start running the engine, how I'm going to, how I'm going to fly it. Right. I don't sit there. I don't like to glaze the ring over. I've heard, you know, from people that taught me that you can glaze your ring over. Um, if you just sit there and hover it with a ton of fuel in it, you know, just full rich, just hover settings. So on my first tank, so if somebody's going out there with a, with an engine that they're, you know, they're that engine right there. Yeah, Mr. Harley Davidson in the background there, my neighbor, <laughs> wonderful man, wonderful man. Yeah, so, uh, so I like to uh, I like to take the helicopter and I like to fly it around. I like to do some gentle, you know, I like to fly my routine, but not hammering on it. Nice, and I want to build heat into that engine, and I want to seat that ring. I want to make get it warm, and I want to seat that ring, and and that to me is very important. I'm sure I'll get. I'll get bricks thrown at me for this, but I'm telling you, for going on four years, um, I hear people, it's like, oh, I'm rebuilding my engine for the season. And I know, uh, you know, storage, uh, you know, how you store it, what your, what your uh, uh, climate might be in your area. Those all put, pay different factors in that, you know, different roles. Yeah, humid and things like that. That'll, that'll play different roles in that. So keep that in mind too. But, you know, I, I personally, I mean, I get, I get well over a year out of my engines, you know. Greg, so. did I just hear that the engine that Gregor's building for me has a four-year warranty? That's what I just heard. There you go. <laughs> it should last a minimum of four years. But, I love it. But I've heard oh, the same no. thing with respect to the motor. I mean, when you take a brand-new motor, your ring is sharp, your cylinder is clean, and you have to let it get some heat. If it doesn't get hot, it won't, for lack of a better word, lap. Is that the proper machining term? You know, the parts start mating. If you run it so rich it stays cold, then you're going to start, you won't give a chance for those that motor to get lapped in. That's how I've heard it read, described, you know. Yeah. But I'm the same way. I My brand new motors, I don't baby them. I'll heat cycle them a little bit. I'll pick up. I won't fly them super hard, but I will fly them, you know. I won't run them hard lean and pull bit power, but I start getting a little heat into them. I have yeah. heard that as well, in the making it too rich. And you never get the chance to break in. Yeah. But to be honest with you, and I don't want to brag on you too much there, Gregor, but I can't remember. It might have even been up at like a, a heli freak or something. You were night flying. Maybe it was over at Ken's. Anyway, uh -huh. you were just beating the stuff out of a nitro. Uh -huh. And it had smoke the entire time, which make the night flying under the lights even more enjoyable. So... I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because uh, that motor sounded good the entire time. Every time I've seen you fly it, and to be honest with you, you seem way more. Uh, you definitely like to beat on the nitros. Yeah, but I've stumped I him. I I've stumped him uh -oh. before. He has. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a worn-out motor. It was so worn out, but he tuned on it for what a whole tank, and he looked at me and says, "What'd you give me?" <laughs> yeah. So don't I, I tune us. Crap motor is what you just said. Yeah, I didn't it. want to disappoint him. I did not want to disappoint him. I'm like, I, and I started feeling like, gosh, what is wrong with me? I could hear the wrist pin. I could hear the rod. It, you know, it just, it, it sounded terrible. But well, we gave it a gallon effort. 200 flights in. It's been through a few <laughs> gallons. So it was time. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. But anyway, all right. So, so we've talked about yeah. that start of the, the start of the tuning process. And you start to work on that high needle. So you get those loops going. You've got you got the motor pulling strong. You're you don't have a lot of streamers. You've got a good, nice, steady fan. You're pulling good power through the loop itself. All right. So yeah, are you done? Definitely not. Definitely not. So so let's say we're using a two needle, and uh, so we've got a high and a mid range, and then you've got your mixture control lever, which I always like to leave 
where it's, where it is from the get go, where it is factory, I leave it there. So, um, so let's talk about what, what mid tuning is, and this is, this is the basics. Okay. Um, mid tuning. So you, you, we go back up here to, in the top of the notes and we talk about what is, you know, uh, the sport tuning versus like maximum power tuning. And, uh, so basically, um, the difference is, is that, you know, if we're going to tune this, the mid range for, for, you know, basic tuning, um, then what we're going to follow by these steps and the steps would be by taking your helicopter, bringing it into a hover in bank, uh, two or three. And the goal here is to carefully listen to the engine and pay close attention to how the helicopter looks and feels while sitting in a hover. Um, pay attention to the engine and make sure, you know, does it sound healthy? Does it sound strong, consistent? Uh, we don't want to hear any inconsistencies uh, in the RPM. Um, it, you know, is the helicopter locked into one place and stable? Um, it should look and feel extremely stable as if it were sitting on a table. Um, signs of it being too rich. Uh, the engine's going to be erratic. Uh, the helicopter will seem sluggish and unstable, especially with like shark, uh, excuse me, sharp stick inputs. Um, if you jolt the, uh, the cyclic side to side and the helicopter kind of bobbles around, um, a, a real thick or rich mid-range will, will cause the helicopter to not allow the engine to come up to RPM or the correct RPM. And it's just kind of the RPM isn't matching the pitch range, basically. And the helicopter will kind of be washy. It won't be stable in the air. And the tail will show oscillation, or it may or may not show oscillation. So oscillation, uh, it's not like a, it's going to be kind of a roundy round, you know, the whole tail will kind of be doing this little roundy round thing. Um, almost as if you take all the gain out of your tail with your gyro. It's, it's kind of the so same. Kind of like a bobblehead on somebody's dashboard. Yes, as opposed exactly. to a kick. An occasional exactly. kick. Yes, yes, exactly. So again, the engine is just not coming up to RPM. So uh, being too rich can, can you know, uh can cause that for sure um signs of the mid needle being too lean uh you'll have increased head speeds at a hover a very raspy sounding engine and you're going to be emitting brown smoke rather than white smoke out of the exhaust and the helicopter will seem jumpy and jittery with stick inputs okay so those are signs of the mid-range being too lean now when you change rpm whether you are in a high head speed and you switch RPM, you know, switch to a low head speed, mm -hmm. or even when you go from your hovering and you go into hold and all of a sudden the motor goes into an idle. When you make a big RPM change, does that change in RPM give you indication as well? Um, it can, I guess, you know, you, you're, 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 I'm not sure if I'm understanding your question. So, exactly. so I've always been taught or heard that, and it's one of the things that I've looked for is when I'm flying and I come down to land, I go to hold to, to do my little baby out of the land. If the engine um, gives me that wing, it, oh. if it hangs on the throttle, hangs on the pipe, I call that. Yes. Right. If it hangs on the pipe, that's feel that, that strikes me as being lean, lean um, on the mid range. Yes. Right. Or if I change RPM and it holds for a long time and doesn't respond, that feels fat to me because it's got so much fuel it's choking on that as I start shutting the, I shut the power off, it's, it, you know. The engine just dies. It just dies or it's really, it really exasperates that rich condition. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I says when you make an RPM change, does that give you indication as well? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too, um, you know, going back to that, where, where let's say you just you just flew the hell out of it, and then you you hit throttle hold and you bring it in, and the engine's just going ding, 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 and it just hangs, and it doesn't want to. You, you try to land it, but the engine's just hanging on that pipe. That's an indication that your muffler may be coming loose, or you might have a leak in the fuel system somewhere as okay. well. That's another. Big, big, big consent. Yeah, tall tail sign that there's some sort of leak going on there. Right. Um, I always like to check with the with the pipe first. You know, let it cool down. Don't just grab onto it. I've done that before, and that's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, okay. yeah. So, um, so that's that's um, kind of the basics, right? 
that's the basics for the mid-range and 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 if you get the mid-range where in a hover the engine sounds good and you're pulling and the engine's running good on the high you know then that's a good place to be and i know a lot of people talk about you know tuning the engine for sport versus trying to get the maximum power out of it uh these next steps is where i would say this is this is how i do max power uh try to get the maximum power out of my engine and it isn't it it does not mean we go lean <laughs> it does not mean we go lean and uh, it takes fuel to make power there it is again it takes fuel to make power so so what i like to do um once i've seen you know the mid-range i've got a good consistent hover the helicopter's locked in i don't have any kind of weirdness out of the tail or anything like that um, this is where I like to go into that that tuning for you know a heavy, heavy stick you know stick banging maneuvers and things of that nature. Um, what I like to do is I'll take the helicopter and I'll, I'll I'll start doing suspended TikToks and I'll heat up that engine. And uh, once the engine's heated, um, immediately transit transition into a, a push out or a climb out. And this is this is some stuff that I learned from Sam Gamo and uh, Mark Lattimore uh, years ago, and uh, it's something that that a rich engine. If you hold it in a TikTok and you do these gnarly climb outs or push offs, and then you you stop abruptly and then you suck the helicopter back and keep putting it into those TikToks again, you're loading that engine you're shoving it, you're keeping it loaded even harder, and then you suck it back, and then you keep it in a consistent TikTok. If that engine starts to, um, starts to, uh, disip, you know, the smoke starts to go away and you start hearing the rasp of the engine, you know you're too lean, and that will show lean itself. Where? In the mid range, okay. my apologies. It's this is for the mid range. So, right. so, so, so once the high is tuned, that stays there. I don't care if you're a beginner pilot or you're a you're a you're a, a hell of a pilot. That method for me stays the same. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, well, no, you brought that oh, up on the TikToks. Oh, okay. yeah, so I've seen yeah. a lot of guys do TikToks. Now they could do five TikToks, like tick 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 TikToks, right? And that yeah. seems to be fine. But when they start pushing into ten, is the motor heating too much at that point? Because it always yeah. seems like on a nitro when they sit there and fifteen TikToks in, ten mm -hmm. tock tock TikToks in, mm -hmm. it always <laughs> seems to that you can hear it. Should is that expected on a nitro just because you're not giving it enough differential? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of factors in that though, but most of the time, so that's gonna get now you're getting into the mid range. And if the engine starts starts losing RPM, you're like, rah, 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 rah. you know, pay attention to the smoke. That's hard, you know. Pay attention to the smoke, um, and and the you know if the engine starts getting raspy, listen to it. Pay attention to the smoke. That's why I like to get it into a TikTok, hold it in place, throw it away from me, and then pull it back from me using collective, or pull it back towards me, and then keep it into a consistent TikTok. And I'm paying paying attention to the smoke. And I want to see that smoke stay consistent. If it starts to get raspy and the smoke starts turning brown and, and that means it's going to start disappearing. So then I'm going to let loose of it. I'm going to let that engine breathe. I'm going to land it. I'm going to richen up that mid needle. Then I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to clean out that pipe for a couple loops. I'm going to bring it back and start doing those aileron TikToks all over again. You can also do it with, uh, with uh, uh, tail down TikToks, um, but it does take uh better collective management uh so i always you know for myself like to do aileron TikToks because i don't do as many tail down stuff i mean you can tune the engine to that um but you're gonna you got to be a lot more um, all right but it's real a lot quick, more challenging yeah you made a comment about make the adjustment so let's put people in I me mean, earlier you said half a turn so just for the sake of adjustments when we're talking adjustments you're talking what three clicks I like to do more clicks than less clicks because it's more noticeable, right? Especially right. when I'm showing somebody. So how so many I'll, clicks I'll, is clicking yeah. enough? You never, yes. you never go full clicks. That's ne what I've heard. Yeah, never go full clicks. Never go full click. So I like to go. Uh, I like to go three to four clicks maximum at a time okay. um, to to get myself in the ballpark, and then I'll start, and then I'll fine tune it. Now. Keep in mind this this section where we're we're going over you know uh, high performance tuning for the mid range rather than just the hovers, uh, uh, you know, and seeing how clean the engine sounds. You know, a lot of people uh, 
you know, getting into nitro. Um, and, and if they're still fairly new, may not, you know, may not, they're not going to enter this realm and they're not going to need to tune for max power. Um, because the high is going to be, I mean, they're going to, they're going to do great. I mean, if you're learning, right. trying to learn TikToks and such, this, this, it's all good stuff to know. And you're going to, this will all kind of grow on you at the time that you're ready. It, it, it really will. But, um, yeah, doing those, doing those TikToks, paying attention to that smoke. Um, and, and what I'll do, if it starts to lean out after I've done, let's say a series of like six to 10 TikToks in place, and then I shove out stop abruptly suck it back stop abruptly and then do like six to ten TikToks. if i get, start getting the brown smoke i will land it and i will turn it up i will i will open it up about three three okay. to four clicks yeah let's just clarify brown smoke right mm -hmm. not brown other things like TikToks a little too low a little bit of brown that's that's also bad that's also bad but that means you might want to wear depends true <laughs> it does depend then doesn't it, it you get depends. too low it depends. Yeah. yeah you know all right yeah so, yeah so three clicks is like your typical adjustment when you're making these adjustments so you can see an actual a, a change mm -hmm. okay. are we talking mid and high yeah you, either one either one yeah absolutely okay. and then and then once you've once you've gotten that that you know three to four clicks and then you you can really start like you can fine tune like okay i'm gonna go two more clicks or i'm gonna go in one into out to you know start start where you can see a change especially off full rich settings start where you don't just go one click at a time you'll never get there you're gonna be you're gonna be chasing your tail that yeah, would totally be there. me by the yeah. way yeah gotcha gotcha i would be scared of blowing up the motor and i would do one click i'm totally that guy well 100 yeah. percent. the purpose behind the the big enough change is so you can actually hear it because let's be honest, mm -hmm. most of us don't have the ear that you do to hear those fine, small things. So I need to see a big enough change so I can go, okay, there's Rich. Okay, there's Lean. Now mm -hmm. I know where they're at. Now I can go back to Rich and walk my way in. But at least I know I'm so many clicks away from where I don't want to be. Right. Now, if I did one click at a yeah. time, I'd be there all day and I'd never know if I'm going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And right. I hope we didn't get too convoluted here. At least you can stop and rewind and go through that, you know. But uh, the videos uh, we'll yeah. have will help too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, some of the videos we have are um, really good. Tim's got a really good video for the um, for the YS engine. Um, and like I said, what I covered here today, or what we covered here today, is really good. I, I use this method for for both YS and OS engines, and they seem to work great for me. So. Very cool. I definitely have a better understanding. Um, something I don't think you covered. I don't know if we're going to get to it. Um, or maybe I'm jumping ahead. But uh, kill all the bugs. Oh, man. Killing all the bugs with Nitro? <laughs> yeah. Well, it says here in your notes, low, kill all the bugs. You know, it 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 does. I don't. I didn't write that. Part, it says that. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant, but uh, I don't know who wrote that. I have a feeling Steve wrote that after a couple. That's right. Jack Jack and Cokes. Right? <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. It's awesome. I remember being in uh, Palomar, San Diego, and uh, there were just bugs everywhere. And I went out there and did a nitro flight, and they just they left completely left, and it, it was within minutes of me stopping flying it was it was bad again but yeah so it's good for bugs nitro, go. every, nitro will kill bugs every uh -huh. evening at Beham down in alabama and there would be a couple of guys botus and all those guys they'd be out there rocking it through and the bugs would just go away the whole entire field covered in nitro it was awesome um, oh, wow. definitely a nitro nation down there that's for sure so, so that's awesome what about night versus day well if my motor's running totally awesome do I have to do something different at night versus day? Yeah. So, so typically, typically, so with how I've, I've flown, uh, typically what'll happen is, uh, we get into the night, night air. I typically have to, uh, retune, um, and, and, you know, are we talking needle, three clicks? Or are we talking turn, like a turn complete retune? In. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it just, it just depends. I mean, I've been down near the ocean and where I've had to do a complete retune on my engine at nighttime, you know, where, um, like in my area, like, uh, so we were up at, uh, at the, uh, 
Lincoln. And it was like two or three clicks, you know, just, just very minute tuning uh, at nighttime, even though it was, you know, it wasn't like it was dry heat and it was cooler, but heck you get down in uh, near the ocean and uh, it was a complete retune on mine, you know? So yeah, definitely a, a complete retune on the engine. Okay. Yeah. Um, one other thing I was going to throw out, uh, blade size mm-hmm. on a nitro. We talk about one way is to kick, allow the head speed to stay high, so you don't bog the motors. But instead of running thirteen and a half degrees pitch, you drop your pitch down 11, 12 degrees. Seven fifteens versus six nineties. Okay, so this this is interesting. So I. Uh... I got the opportunity to fly Adam Aroha, <laughs> Adam's uh, Nitro in, uh, was it Buzz in the Border? It, it was a red uh, raw Nitro, and he had some Rotortech, what are they, seven somethings on it. And I could not believe how good that helicopter flew. It was, I would have never dreamed that throwing 700 something blades on like seven tens or something. They might have been, yeah, seven tens, whatever rotor techs, uh, okay. 700 blade is. They were seven tens and they flew fantastic. Now, I will say there are some blade manufacturers out there that I personally don't feel fly, uh, fly as well on nitro as others. I, I won't bring those up because you know they, they're a great selling blade and I have. You know, I, I don't want to say anything bad about a blade, but there are some blades out there that um, that just don't perform well on nitros. They're they're very bitey, and um, and that you know if you're load if they like to load the engine, then I mean, I just feel like those blades are better on electric, and yeah, they just so it just depends on the blade. Rotor techs, um, the uh, the new S line blades, um, the uh, what are the uh, What's that other, the red black uh, blade that everybody's flying? Um, I am having a brain fart to hear tonight, guys. The Azure? Um, the Azure blades, yes. Uh, I got to fly some of those Azure blades recently, and I was uh, I was helping somebody with one of their helicopters, and uh, I was very impressed with how well they flew, you know, um, and they, they didn't load the engine. And, you know, and I don't know what it is. You know, some of the blades with the, with the pointed tips on them seem to not not be as aggressive on the nitros as some of the other blades do you know so i don't know if i mean i'm I'm sure that has something to do with it but uh, so i don't necessarily feel like size to answer your question greg i don't think that size um is don't say size doesn't matter yeah i don't think size size doesn't always matter it just depends on the geometry of the blade the way it's designed you know and test it out you know you might you might find one blade works better than the other you know but but the most important thing i can tell you is let's say if you're used to running like 13 14 degrees pitch on your electric do not do it on a nitro you will be pleasantly surprised if you go the other direction with it you actually make more consistent power so excellent yeah and for those of you guys that don't like to run a governor uh something i learned a long time ago was uh, tune the engine to the rpm if you want to run if you want to run it wide open Make sure you tune the engine to the RPM that you're running. Don't be afraid to tune it to the RPM. I know uh, Tim Jones used to do that. Um, I know Dylan Newby, he's a big fan of doing that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that were in that era that, uh, including myself, we used to tune the engine to the RPM and we used to not run governors. And it was, uh, it worked really well, you know, and you would be surprised um, taking an engine that you're running such a high RPM. What happens is, is, is by the time you load it in particular maneuvers, um, it's just now you, you start pulling it down into its its uh, maximum torque range, and then you unloading it. And you're going spooling up way above max power. You know you're pulling it out of that power band, but you're gaining the RPM that you want for big crazy maneuvers. And then when you bring it down, you start smacking it. You're pulling it down into that 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 power RPM band. where the engine wants to be. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, tune the engine to the RPM for nice. those that don't like to run a go well hopefully this has been helpful to everybody i sure hope so because i I confused myself i'm gonna go through and re-listen to it (laughs) it's got a lot of good information and honestly i'm really looking forward to getting that velocity 50 in the air uh properly tuning it and you know making decent power for a 50 i'm looking forward to flying it i can't wait 
It'll be awesome. I'm gonna bring my HDX down too, which is a little fly bar list or fly bar 450. Well, Again, nice. kind of period specific. Back in like 2010 ish, right. uh, I actually awesome. own three of those things, and you can see you can feel the slop. Feel the slop. <laughs> you know, you know what I still have. I just realized I've got an Outrage 550. I've still got an Outrage 550, and the oh. Henry Cal the Henry Caldwell eight, uh, the HC 500. Yeah, <laughs> I've still no. got most of one of those. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What was left after the last landing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. I've got a, I've got a Pantera fifty as well, an all plastic fifty size helicopter with a plastic canopy. Actually, had an air filter on it. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that. It was made in America. You know. Interesting. So, yeah, still got one of those as well. Nice. Fun. Very times. cool. All right. So yeah. we'll include some of those videos and some links to some tuning as well with some different varieties of all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I feel for the most part, we've kind of covered the basics of tuning. We're of course happy to help uh, answer any questions. I can make some stuff up or, you know, we could actually go to a real expert like Gregor and he can help you out. But we're always happy to do that, especially if you're on the West Coast. Um, so we're always happy to do that. Now, if you're on the East um, Coast, if you come to the West Coast, we'll still help you. Yep, so if you come to West Coast Archa, you know, there'll be somebody there. Are you going to make it, Gregor? You think you feel like you can make it in April? To uh, Urcha, West Coast. Urcha? Oh man, Urcha, I, I, yeah, I'll 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 make it absolutely, yeah, no matter what. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be we there. We'll have fun. Right. Got to support Eric Lacour. So there you go. Right. Who else yeah. is down there? You got Jordan. Jordan Mr. McFarlane. Ghost. Miles. Miles. Miles is down Matta. There. Matta. He's another yeah. nitro guy. Oh wait, he's a jet guy. Miles He's, is a jet guy. I think he gave up on helicopter. It's sad. He, he can fly the hell out of a jet, that's for sure. Oh, boy, that's he was flying sure. that thing nice the last time I saw it. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I love his low head speed stuff. He'll put stuff right on the deck, man, especially low head speed. He's such a phenomenal pilot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's come Speaking so far so quick. of things of that nature, I believe we have a special enlightening guest next month. Yeah, it should be very yes, illuminating. Sir. Illuminating. Be very illuminating. Should really yeah. shed some light on some topics and things that you might want to try. Should Maybe you've never tried it before. Right in your evening. Yes, very much. That's it. That's it. Speaking That's of it. West Coast people uh, who are not quite down in that area, but around about there, four-ish hours from there, I think. All right. So with that, I believe we are ready to auto on out of here. Again, we'd like to thank all our listeners. Hope we haven't bored you too much. And if you've got any input, by all means, shoot it out to Facebook. You can also contact us through the uh, Podbean. And uh, we're also available at MaximumCollective at gmail.com. And I will forward all questions over to Gregor. <laughs> or we're available at a fun fly Bring near it. you. Bring or it. available at a fun fly near you. Oh, uh, yeah. I Excellent. So until next month, thank everybody. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Toodaloo. Did you just say toodaloo? Yes, I did. Toodaloo. Have another drink. <laughs> toodaloo. Pinky toodaloo. out, Mr. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs>